like an interesting question I don't think I've been answered for is what makes human systems so complicated? Um, if if we argue that we can understand them, then why do we have such uncertainty when it comes to emergent systems in humans, like democracies? Okay, I see. Why? And also in democracy, like you see people like like all these intellectual discussions they um, lead one to believe that they they have some understanding of humans right and which is true like it's better understanding than before but in the end i don't think any until now like there are people before us who have done this and people who have better understand humans better than us mm-hmm. we do then why do crime exist like still exist right we assume if we do this, this, this to humans, then they will be um, fine. Like, they will not uh, act in bad faith. But it's, like, humans sometimes act terribly, even though they're in the best of circumstances. Like, I wonder what's it, like, some place like Copenhagen, right? Mm. It, you could argue, like, that's the model we want to reach for every human on Earth. Like, the people feel secure, people are challenged enough so they don't uh, they don't act they, they're not bad actors in the society mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's some of them are <laughs> like even being in that circumstance like I wonder if that's enough because like are humans inherently insecure like even though you get inherently insecure or inherently evil um I mean evil again like, I'm talking from perspective because I believe like humans are mostly victims of circumstances right oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so in that case then it's like if they're insecure, then they're evil. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm. Um, so the, the thing that uh, I talked to yesterday to Han about was um, the idea of universal basic income, and we don't want to get in too much into it. Yeah. But the what I hope that it would solve is the problem of security, because India, like I come from India, so uh, speaking from that, uh, the biggest problem that I see in India and people doing shitty things is because of scarcity. Mm. They don't feel secure in the resources they have. They don't feel in their their future is secure. So they take actions to um, make sure that future is secure at the cost of other people or mm-hmm. other entities. Because, and the, the cost seems minimal to them. But I guess like when you're secure, you don't you consider other things more. Mm-hmm. You value other people's security also, right? Um, but what I was, what I'm thinking is that maybe the pe- people get gain security, like people gain like basic resources, like food and shit, and they yeah. know that they can, they'll be fine. But then they just reach another level of like Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah, but then the thing is like they lose that, like they just want more and more, so they keep getting insecure. So their behavior doesn't change, no matter how many resources they gain. Mm-hmm. Like that's. But I'm questioning my my questioning. My, I'm questioning my um, the thought process where. If people gain these basic resources, let's say in India we can implement a UBI, that everyone gets like minimum money that yeah. makes sure that they get food um, and some kind of shelter, mm-hmm. uh, will they still be, will they still act in bad faith or be a bad actor because they want to get ahead, mm-hmm. get ahead, uh, like humans are inherently like that way, mm-hmm. or will they be satisfied with uh, their security level and then act as always in good faith? As good, good human beings, yeah, um, airport. Well, you also have to consider the argument 
are humans, you'll use the word insecure, I'll use the word evil, mm-hmm. are some humans um, built in to be insecure or evil, right? Like, you think about, um, you know, this is outdated, but Freud and his theories of we're all driven by sex and aggression. Mm-hmm. Or um, there's that recent documentary of that woman who um, traveled and lived with, I think it was chimpanzees or monkeys or something like that. Um, and she found them doing, like, horribly cruel things to each other for no reason. Mm-hmm. And, like, torturing each other and, and doing all these things that we wouldn't regularly see monkeys uh, doing because we think of them as, you know, kinder animals. But mm-hmm. they have this darkness inside of them that's, that's quite unexplained. Well, I think that's, that's an interesting question because then also it kind of reverses my theory of victim of circumstance. Like, people are not victim of circumstance if they... Again, gain all the resources mm-hmm. and like are secure, but still do silly things. Then they're actually um, inherently evil. Mm. Like that's I think so what that's you're the question. To, yeah, is, yeah is, that's is what it, you're trying to is it, ask. Is it built in or is it experiential or how much is it? Right. Yeah, and I don't think we have a good answer for that. Can we even answer that? Like, I will need to look at the. Well, and <laughs> obviously, I, I don't think it can. We'll have to look it at can it. be answered. And then, and then let's say you come to the conclusion that it's, it's biological, then is it fair to lock up criminals, you know, <laughs> if it's not their fault? I mean, that's always a question. Like, even if it's not biological, like, there's still a vacant... Like, either we're, we're, we're going with two, two things, right? Either mm-hmm. they're evil, inherently evil, yeah. which is, like, the human's nature, or they are a victim of circumstance, which is that their surroundings determine that they will be evil. They did not make a conscious choice, like they're, mm. and then either in those cases, like it's both of those cases, it leads to some kind of empathy and uh, sympathy for them. Like may and then maybe also love and compassion. Like we want, mm. if you want everyone to be better, like what can we, what can we do to reduce that aspect? Mm. I don't know. Then think about psychopaths, for example. People who, at the age of six, are completely comfortable uh, ripping the head off a squirrel. Hmm. Right? Is that biological? Is there something wrong with them that they completely lack any empathy? Definitely. It's definitely biological. So that's biological. And then... So in in my view, you have the the small minority of uh, criminals who are psychopaths and lack empathy. And then you also have the ones that are high on aggression. And are very easy to anger and do something stupid or, you know, get drunk or you, mm-hmm. whatever that could be. Um, so maybe it's a mix, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also, I think what we're really thinking is, there is a decision-making mechanism in the unconscious, right? Mm-hmm. And that, is in, that takes into consideration your emotion, your emotional well-being in the future from that decision, and everything uh, mm-hmm. along that lines. So psychopaths, let's say, they lack emotion, remorse, or all those other emotions. So they never, in the decision-making matrix, they never have that consideration, like, unconsciously. Mm. So the decisions that they make are, like, quote-unquote, shitty yeah. um, for other human beings. Well, that holds under both theories. Yeah, I know. But then, what I'm saying is, like, in that decision-making mm. matrix, if they're inherently evil, mm. then I think I, I, what I'm saying is like I'm trying to narrow the argument. Like, what yeah. are we really focusing on? Like, we are questioning the input into the decision-making matrix. Like, if they're inherent, uh, the input, the input, unconscious input, like the whatever the 
input is for those decisions. Like, is it that humans are inherently evil? Mm. So genetically, they're just like what the the, um, the the thing that goes to the decision making matrix is just shitty, shitty things. Yeah. And some people output those shitty things and uh, act on those impulses. Yeah. Or um, again, humans are victims of circumstances, and then those inputs are actually environmentally sourced, not genetically sourced. Mm. So, um, and there's a second aspect too, like, which I don't know if they have a good answer for, the decision-making matrix. How are some people better than others at not acting, quote-unquote, shitty? Well, being sociable, right? How so, are some people better or worse at socializing, or et cetera? Because if, if you think about it at the end of the day, um, those who are being aggressive, those who are raping, raping women, that's antisocial behavior. That's so you're saying that um, again. I think you're sticking with humans that are inherently evil. So then there's a trait in some humans mm-hmm. that make them that allows them to counter those evil thoughts. Yeah. To, through the decision making matrix, mm-hmm. the unconscious decision making matrix. But then I guess that kind of cut downs uh, that undercuts the victim of circumstance theory because. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you go... Well, I mean, you're still a victim of circumstance. You're just a victim of biological circumstance <laughs> instead of experiential circumstance, okay, okay, right? Fair, fair. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, technically, under, under both theories, you shouldn't be... <laughs> it's unfair to prosecute you. But, <laughs> I mean, then how do you dissuade uh, those who might anyways, right? <clears throat> But it's also, uh, I guess, uh, what I think, I, I want to move on to some other like, yeah. topic that's the extension of this, but I, I want to make it clear, I don't think we have a resolution on this. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up. So, we still don't know, like, what's the cause. Like, we have some idea that there's a decision-making matrix, there's yeah. some genetic factors to it that influence the output of that, mm-hmm. but the input is we don't know, like, is it, um, are those thoughts that are going to in, uh, are because the like, humans are inherently evil and they just come up with evil yeah. thoughts? Or is it like people are victims of circumstances? It's almost like, uh, do you believe that humans are good or humans are bad, right? And for yeah. me, like I believe some sense that humans are quote unquote good. Yeah. So I think still uh, mm-hmm. going to stick to the victim victim circumstance theory that people uh, come up with these thoughts because of external influence, mm-hmm. uh, experiential uh, learn experiential yeah. uh, effects, and then the decision making matrix determines like what they output, which is influenced by genetics. Well, I have another question. Then, are those who display aggressive behavior, etc., mm-hmm. are they defects to the to the uh, inherently goodness that humans are supposed to be? Um, aggression, like, traits of aggression. Trait, trait. You know, like what I'm saying is the mm-hmm. criminal behavior. Yeah. Th- those who exhibit criminal behavior are they just simply defects of what humans should be, or are, or is there a nice distribution of good and evil that's just normal? Um. I think, um, I know that in nature, usually there's a standard deviation curve yeah. for most things. And it's plausible, it's implausible that that would be the case here. But I do think that we can try to shift the curve towards good more mm. and more. And I do not see any, from my current point of view, my current vantage point, I do not see any uh, unexpected cons- un wanted consequences of that shift mm. towards like if, like if, on a, if on the x-axis we have evil and uh, good yeah. and then it's standard deviation if we move the curve towards the right side and it probably is due to you know yeah 
community and culture and yeah just regular social behavior yeah being enforced so if you try to move it to that side i don't think that's going to uh, have any unwanted consequences mm. so we should try to strive for that yeah but then so within the near future there is no way that we will have solved the issue of it because you know just just having a curve in itself implies there's going to be a lower end yeah there's always going to be defects there's always going to be um psychopaths you know mm. um and i guess again the the topic that i wanted to go into was in the extension of it was the just focus on the decision making matrix yeah. the unconscious decision making mm-hmm. matrix um it's there's so many factors trying to influence that right mm-hmm. you know um i this is i think hannibal an example of uh, in movies some yeah. they used to cut, in the middle they cut they would cut like a coca-cola uh or some some advertisement in the middle of the screens like in, in the middle of the screen yes yeah, so people are watching movie right oh it's like a five minute break no no no, no. Oh. uh between two frames because it used to be you know the oh like the subconscious flashing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The frames yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so they would just flash yeah. right like no one would consciously see it but they are um they like after seeing those things i don't know I... it would actually work like it, it's considered unethical to do that because i think it would only work if you consciously realized it no, and, and once you constantly realize it, it would ruin the the purpose of the advertisement. No, that's the thing. Like no one unconsciously realized it. Like it was that fast. What? But then it still had an effect on their behavior. That's the thing. Like it does because what it's influencing is that. What? It does. Like that's that. Uh, they actually, it actually worked. Uh, I want to see proof of something. I think that it was like literally. I can imagine. Again, I know. I, I, I can see how it could work. It would just. It's very bizarre, right? Yeah. I totally see a product being advertised like a soda pop or something, and then you just get thirsty seeing it. Yeah. And oh, so, yeah, yeah, okay. What I'm saying is that your unconscious decision-making matrix analyzes that, right? Mm. And then something pops up to your, again, like your some yeah. semblance of conscious thing. It's very efficient. It's very efficient. It, it, the, this, this, this matrix or whatever is putting the inputs into the matrix, yeah. um, it's simplifying the inputs. Yes. Right? It's picking out the important bits. Yes. And it's like determining the output. But the thing is... These but, then, are, but then, sorry, in, sorry. in the process of simplifying, does it affect other behaviors? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, in the process of disguising the Coke uh, advertisement, okay. does it still influence your behavior? Well, I think you're arguing yes, but, but I'm trying to say how. Because it's environment influence, right? Like, that's... Um, even though you are not consciously seeing an image, your unconscious is seeing something, mm. and then it reacts to that image. Right? You don't again. It goes like the free building. Like you don't. You're not consciously making a decision mm-hmm. to get thirsty. Yeah. Like you get thirsty. <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a similar thing that's happening here. That, anyways, the, reason, the reason I wanted to bring this up is just like, it seems to me that there are all these environmental influences that are affecting that decision-making matrix. Like, in mm-hmm. One example of that is like, one clear example of that is that the flashing of some object in yeah. while watching a movie and then you yeah. get thirsty. Or you get well, it even goes so far as you're driving on the highway. You don't really remember your drive yeah. when you're driving to work or when you're doing your, your, your bike. You might see the exact same thing. You might see the advertisements, etc., but not consciously process Regi- them. Register them. Right, yeah. Yeah, and 
the, or you're that's, going on Facebook, or you say, yeah. That, and that just leads you to, uh, but make decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, make something, something pop in your yeah, yeah, that yeah. Make you do something, mm-hmm. basically. And what's interesting to me is that that's all game theory. That's, like, mm-hmm. everything, like, it's, it's um, quite reprehensible to me, um, like, all these tech companies, mm-hmm. what they're trying to do. That they recognize this, like they are smart enough to recognize this, mm. but they manipulate that instead of use that to enhance people's life. How would you use it to enhance people's lives? Uh, enhance people's life in the sense that make them do make objectively them good things. Quit smoking. Make them sure. Yeah, but the thing is like that, and it gets uncomfortable. Like you, uh, you can get uneasy on that because you again, it's controlling people masses, right? Yeah, it's a, it's the it's, same logic either way. Yes, good, but good the thing is, like, but who decides but then, the good? Who yes, decides okay, what's that's bad? like a whole other decision. Yeah, yeah, we can get into the next yeah, thing. Like, yeah. just put it on like pinpoint, and then uh-huh. we get into the next thing. Uh, but the idea is, if we accept that there's objectively good things that we want humans to do, like not kill each other, yeah, there are mechanisms that we can use some environmental influences. Mm. Uh, I mean. I'm sure punishment is like one example of that. You're what is sorry? Punishment. Okay. Because punishment, like you get hurt and then you're like unconscious hurt. So in addition to making matrix the unconscious, it inputs that like, this thing leads to bad emotions. So don't do it because uh, emotion, the emotion is considered, I'm sure in the unconscious decision making matrix, mm-hmm. your future state of emotion is considered uh, yeah. in some sense, right? Yeah. Like I'm sure it's very complicated. Makes but, sense. Yeah. Um, so idea, uh, the idea being that you can control all these behaviors of humans. Like, you can control pretty much masses, like, perfectly. Not probability-wise. Perfectly. <laughs> that's, uh, that's questionable. Yeah, but, but the, the thing is, like, these companies, they're using the same idea, which, is, which can be... Con- it's almost like if it's a... Uh, with great power comes great responsibility, and they're definitely being very unrespo- mm. irresponsible with this. Um, because this is the power to control the masses, and they're using it to make them... Uh, Stay on their apps or click shit that they don't want yeah. or buy shit that they don't want, yeah. right? It's uh, just affecting this behavior. Like, they're being very, very manipulative. Mm. And yes, one could argue that even ask, uh, using these same mechanisms to make humans, masses do good things is manipulation in some sense, but it's objectively a good thing. Like, if the net result, to me, on society seems positive. Yeah. So I'm willing to go do that. Yeah, I mean, we, we already do it in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. for example, I was watching this thing on um, on roads and how when roads are, are wider, mm-hmm. we instinctively go faster. When roads are more narrow, we instinctively go slower. Really? Right. So in, oh, in a oh, way... Similar it, it, idea. Yeah, yeah. Similar idea of plates. Uh, plates? Plates. Plate sizes. America has huge fucking plates. Uh-huh. And in some countries in Europe, I don't remember the physics, maybe France, maybe France yeah. um, the plate size is smaller, okay. so people eat less. And they're... Because it looks bigger. That's like, what you're saying. It seems full. Like, filling. Yeah. Like, it's full. Mm-hmm. So you eat that. Yeah. But in America, like, the sizes are huge, mm-hmm. right? Like, the large... Like, large is like, what? The large pop is just massive. Um, it's kind of funny because um, when... The first time I came to... Uh, visited America, Chicago. Uh, and we just... We went to a place. We were just... Got burger and then got pop with it. Yeah. I didn't know what it was called pop. We just called it Pepsi. But anyways, because in Pepsi is called in India. They had like in the this the the cup was massive. You don't realize that. Yeah, it's actually massive cups. Uh, so these sizes are huge, whereas other countries like, and that's why like the problem of obesity. Like the one solution to obesity problem is literally reduce the plate sizes, mm. because that makes you make your mind think that you're full. 
Yeah, because you like that's one another clear example of. Yeah, but we're already doing things to do that, right? And, and I bet there's experts in the field who who decide that narrow roadways are safer. Yeah, there, there's experts in the field who who perform these studies and have already discovered this, mm -hmm. right? Like this is a much bigger thing than what's being shed light on now with social media and, and advertisements, etc. And it's just very interesting to me. Like it seems. Um, it's just crazy that we have all this power to control the masses, and but how do we make it again? How do we make sure that it's not misused? Well, that's in the next discussion as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, and, and it's the littlest things. Like for example, um, making the recycling bin closer to the closer to where you pick up your food then the garbage bin is going to make you more likely to put your food in the recycling than it would otherwise. Oh, yeah. Right? Definitely. It's those little things. Uh, UX is a lot of this. Like, design. Oh, yeah, yeah. Design is just crazy. Like, if you look at this, like, people are more likely to click this button uh -huh. if it's located here versus located there. And they do their own, like, mini, it's called split testing or A-B testing. A-B testing. Right? Yeah, and yeah. to one portion of the users, you display one thing and you display the other thing to the other set of users and you see how it performs then you can yeah. uh, pick which one you want to use based on the and it's just like performance between them i can i, I do agree like it's a very very thin line of like when does it this become mm. not okay right when is this yeah um how are people held accountable oh. yeah like how mm. do we hold people accountable to this like how do we uh punish them for misusing this uh process mm. to control the masses and that's all game theory too, right? Gamification is like a huge fucking thing. It annoys the shit out of me. Like gamification, it's uh, is more apparent than others. Like the narrowest arrow thing, it makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I'm not uh, against that, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm also not consciously sense. registering that. That's what's happening. Mm. But gamification, like some people can't don't register it, but it's very very clear. Like almost everyone knows that gamification is meant to control you. Yeah. In some sense, again, and control free will, we don't know. But anyways, control, you, I think you get that. We agree, like what we were saying, we control. Could you give an example of gamification? Gamification um, would, I mean, uh, there is one task app. I think to-do app, I don't know who uses it. I know someone who uses mm -hmm. a to-do app that's gamified. And each task you complete um, uh, gives you some points. And those points might or might not mean anything. Like it's just, they also introduce social networks to it, so you're more accountable. Yeah. You always like do more tasks and like you know higher in the rank, so you mm -hmm. you have some incentive. But it's very clear that it, because you're gamified, you're doing things because it's gamified. Mm -hmm. But do you not realize that you're doing these these things because you're getting some um, fictional fiction um, fictional points out of it? Yeah. Think about, and it can be think extended the, so much. Thousands be, of dollars people spend on Clash of Clans or on you know, you know those uh, iOS apps and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just all uh, apps like all nowadays like are considered gamification, whether or not they're games. Mm, yeah, of course, of course. Like games are being applied to a, a lot. And even of Facebook's gamified. It's likes. Yes, you know? exactly. Like mm -hmm. pretty much, like you are optimizing for more likes. Mm -hmm. You or so Instagram, etc. Yeah. Same thing. It's these are all again patterns trying to control your behavior, mm. and in some 
people register that in some semblance of way of it, like they know that this is happening, but they're almost going with it, and it just seems to me that when again when AI comes along, it could so easily manipulate this uh, vulnerability. Oh, one hundred percent. Like it's just like <laughs> literally controlling masses. And the thing is, like the funny thing is, people won't realize it. Like people mm. will think it's just their life is going great, but you're like you're just like a slave without knowing a slave. You're a slave. Mm. Uh, more slave than you already are. Like we have kind of established that free will is not mm. really a thing, but more than that, like you're perfectly be controlled by the environmental circumstances you're in. Mm. Uh, now they talk about AI being because it's so so much smarter. It's perfectly capable of manipulating us to do anything if if we did achieve it, the sentience, etc. Right. Yeah. Just think about something like we already do so much to manipulate each other. Think about how much a god. In, in, in essence, could manipulate us. Oh, yeah. Manip- manipulate all of us. Effectively, yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to make us obey commands. Like, it will find ways to we do it. We will want to. We will want to do that thing. Mm-hmm. We will think we want to do it, but it's really these mechanisms that play. Um, like, human vulnerabilities, almost. So you can... I think what like, the conclusion on this, is, this topic is that there's a decision-making matrix... And that is influenced by environment, mm. so factors. There are people who are manipulating that a lot. Yeah. Through gamification, through um, playing on like human traits, playing on human emotions, like a dopamine hit of like a like. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things like, are, but they're not healthy. Like they're like these are reducing attention spans, right? But we've also argued that it can be healthy. No, I mean, it can be, like, these, yeah, if you, again, you can use yeah. these same vulnerabilities mm-hmm. to make sure that humans are better, quote-unquote, yeah. better, um, but right now, the tech only seem to be not doing that, because Facebook has essentially cut down... Oh, sorry. No, five? No. Uh, no. Nope. Have a good one. Yeah. Some random guy just walked into <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Anyways. Uh, Moving time. Fun time. Um... Yes, well, I was saying that even though it seems Facebook has essentially reduced our attention times by to like milliseconds or at this point, like you know, people can't focus on anything because mm-hmm. you're just so used to all these dopamine hits and everything. Yeah, this is not good. Like these are objectively up, bad, yeah. beha- like objectively bad behaviors. And you're building up, like any drug, you're building up a tolerance. Yeah. And I'm sure there are people or companies or organizations trying to use the same, again, mechanism that humans mm-hmm. have to control the unconscious decision-making matrix to, uh, for the good. Yeah. For social good. And, oh, actually, one clear example of that is like tech for social good. Uh, you know that? how you bought a shirt that planted 10 trees? Yeah, yeah. That's you, your decision-making matrix, making decisions that your future state... Emotional state will be better because feeling that you have planted 10 trees. But I, w- I would argue that it's different because it's no longer subconscious. It's more of a conscious decision. It's not... Mali- I-, I wouldn't think it's manipulation. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it's more conscious than the other. It seems, yeah. At least it appears more conscious than yeah. the other. So, I'm, yeah, I'm sure, but, like, there are other examples that are unconsciously trying to... Um, the government does that a lot, too. Like, in terms of finances, Right. Um, if they, they want you to have healthy finances, so 
they nudge you into these things like get RESP, get RRSP. Like it's like this is but like are these conscious decisions? Do you like mean like like monetary policy type of things? Or monetary what? policies. But but aren't those just financially decided? Those are decided based on pure numbers and logic. Yes, but they in the end like the end result is like humans are financially better off. Yeah, it makes sense. But like you tax alcohol, people buy less alcohol because it's more expensive. Yeah. yeah. Right. Kind of an example of that. But I guess like but that's it's not, more, that's, more, that's more conscious. More conscious yeah. than the other. Yeah. But I'm sure like, there's some examples of it mm-hmm. that are unconscious and still very manipulative. A hundred percent. hundred percent. And it, it all goes back to, if you read, um, oh, what is it? Brave New World's a bit of an exaggeration. Um, sorry? Oh, you can grab a charger. But yeah, Brave New World talks a bit about um, how people from birth are conditioned to do certain jobs within this uh, utopian, utopian world. And I don't know, it's an interesting thought because the entire human race is effectively enslaved, but they're happy doing what they do and they're happy... Um, with a totalitarian government making all the decisions for them and manipulating them into making the decisions that are best for um, themselves. Well, themselves and for the greater community, right? Yeah, yeah. This is human society, the human collective, mm-hmm. which is like a very interesting idea to me. Like, I, are people okay with that? Can we uh, continue to exist that way? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it seems like that's an interesting exploration too in my mind. Like, yeah, in that example, like if humans are perfectly again, quote unquote, happy because quote unquote happy, yeah, yeah. happy because like happiness is a very complicated subject too. Um, is that okay? Like, let's like, just leave it like that. Like, what's wrong with that case? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, why do we? Like, if AI comes along and it completely controls our behavior, yeah, without us realizing. Is that even bad? Mm. I don't know. Like, what do we really want for humans? Like, we have no free will. Like, so, I mean, uh, we have somewhat, somewhat. Mm. But should we just go along with it? Yeah. What do we really want? Yeah. See, so that book I've been recommending to you for a while. Yeah. Uh, C.S. Lewis's uh, Abolition of Man. In, yeah. in the, it's a three chapter. It's it's pretty small. Uh, book and in the third chapter he talks about how at this point in human history we have more power than ever before because we have the power to essentially create these human enslaving mm-hmm. things like we will be the ones that this generation or the next will be the ones that create ai and that ai will effectively could effectively enslave us mm-hmm. right so if you think about it we have more power than we ever had before and we have currently have more power than we ever will have potentially but I'm, that's what I'm thinking. What I'm saying is that what's wrong with enslavement mm. if it doesn't lead to oppression or any physical or mental harm? Well, how do you define oppression? How do you oppression like, means like, like how do you define harm? Like what is? And then it goes again. Is should we have freedom? <laughs> it hasn't worked out so well so far. What do we need freedom for? Like, like I, we need, we need freedom right now. We need freedom right now because mm. it's human systems that are managing this, yeah. and they're not objective enough. Like they will, again, if we reduce freedom, 
these they, that uh, the systems will take advantage of that mm. and again to their benefit but to society's detriment but when AI comes along and if we believe that it's super intelligent and yeah then maybe it's okay that some of these freedoms will be taken away mm. I mean freedom of choice basically but then like yeah so, so what is the importance of humanity right the humanity Are we, but is, is humanity just you know like we in the movies we paint out like we watch like these space movies and like oh humanity follows through humanity is uh, the best thing ever love like fuck like interstellar like love brought them together like you know what i'm saying like we think it's a it's a, it's such a big thing right yeah. and it's it's like the the moral good it's the can't be stopped kind of thing but not sure not sure how it like i'm there's probably will be an illusion of choice i think like there will be just be no true uh choice in the world mm. which i mean some could argue like doesn't exist right now either but you better like it, it will be even more mitigated than right now but then look at scenario like 1984 where it's a dystopian control of yes. everybody right? but that's the idea that, again that those are human systems and they're trying to uh but could you also argue that you know like the perfect utopia is also a human system well actually if it came out of ai i guess it wouldn't be but yeah, then, so the argument becomes, uh, or the point becomes, the only way to achieve a perfect system would be for it to be non-human. Yes, because yeah. then it's like, you can assume that it's not going to be humanly fucked up. Yeah. With the misgivings of humanity. Then you kill the humanity. Why do we cherish humanity? Like, for mm. me, it's very, very interesting, too. All these things that we cherish so much... Like what are those for, right? Like people celebrate a lot of things, cherish a lot of things, their tradition, their cultures, which is great. Like we need that. Yeah. But it's also like, what are what are you are you really cherishing? Mm. Are you cherishing uh, your uh, past generations' enslavement of other people? Wars. Wars. Are you like what are you really going for there? Mm. You don't know. Like, maybe you're better off, again, having a good experience in life, but not having to worry about a lot of things. Not having to worry about our humanly misgivings. Well, then is it, wouldn't it be just fine to shove us in a tank and pump us with dopamine? <laughs> what makes that any different from... Um, because humans are emotional beings, right? It seems real. Like, if, that, if you do that... that well, yeah, but that, then that would satisfy your emotions, right? But that doesn't seem real. Like, people need... Like, I guess but like, who defines real? If you have an AI and let's say we get a matrix, right? Let's, let's say... No. Maybe you're currently in a matrix. Shut up. <laughs> Stop yourself. I don't know, but... I don't know. Like It just seems to me that... That won't work in my mind. At least. Mm. We need some semblance of realness to it and in the, in the actual movie matrix you know how the art architect describes um, the, the matrix as what he was going for was what was they like tried perfect yeah what world. they tried yeah. was a perfect world yeah but humanity couldn't believe that 
mm. and they just fuck themselves <laughs> over, right? So you need, you need some some balance and some chaos and uncertainty to it. But what I'm saying is that a good AI system could try to again uh, keep us from our misgivings and let us play around with all the good parts. The humanity. The humanity. Or mm. whatever's left of it. Yeah, but then it also goes back to like, what what incentive does AI have to let us do that? Uh, yeah, I mean right. that's just like a whole other discussion, yeah. anyways. Yeah.